Oh, my God. 
five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Monday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Wake up, you 
J.M. in the A.M. That's uh, Masach Hashem, of course, uh, our Monday morning theme song, Mayor Sherman. Um, uh, before that, Regesh with Modani opening up our broadcast, as you know. Monday morning as we are uh, heading, uh, well, <laughs> no one's really heading back to school and back to work. There are people that will be taking care of their school and work obligations today. I hope you're doing well. I hope you and your family are healthy. Uh, I know that the that our community, as the rest of the world has, has been uh, suffering terrible losses. Terrible losses over the last couple of weeks, and uh, specifically over the last few days, it's hard to keep up with the news of those who have passed away and those who are sitting shiva, and we are praying we are praying for those who are in hospitals and those who are uh, who are ill at this time. And I don't think anybody anybody doesn't know someone who is in both situations, families that are in mourning and um, and uh, people who are now considered to be coronavirus patients who are uh, hanging on and hopefully hanging on long enough for their recovery to kick in. We certainly hope. Um, Pesach preparations are always complicated. Pesach preparations are always taken very seriously, not that they shouldn't be this year as well, but uh, please remember that the health and mental health of your family supersedes the majority of what you would normally do in a regular year, in a regular pre-Pesach year. The Sanzarebbe and Netanya, and more than one person has sent this to me, the Sanzarebbe and Netanya spoke at the end of March, just about 10 days ago, and said it is important to contemplate that just as the virus cannot be seen by our eyes, and yet it has the power to transform the whole world, so too the Almighty is not seen but runs the whole world. While you might say that with the right instruments one can see the virus, you should know that if you have the right instruments, you could also see the Almighty. Those instruments can be accessed, as is mentioned in many works and throughout Hasidic lit- literature, through deep connection to Torah. It is forbidden to say about anything, certainly about something so major that it's just a random event. We must attempt to ponder, why did Hashem bring this upon us? 
Some think, some think they are able to find causes and assign blame. However, the teaching I received from my sainted father, which is one of the fundamental teachings of Hasidut, is that we are not to look at the deficiencies of others. It is not the desecration of Shabbos that's to blame, nor any other sin that other people may have transgressed. We must especially refrain from finding fault during a time when we are supposed to awaken heavenly mercy. God forbid we should not arouse negative judgment against the Jewish people. We should only speak in their defense. Instead, at such a time, everyone should look at himself. What can I improve about myself and my avoda for me and for all of Kal Yisrael? Let them look at where they can improve in Torah and Tefillah, and most of all, he says, in the way they treat other people. This is the Sanzarebbe. Most of all, in the way they treat other people. People are frightened and stressed, and naturally they feel pressured and may tend to lose patience at home and outside. In this situation, when the children are at home, everyone is at home. Along with the pressure of Pesach and all its preparations, which yields its own stresses, the primary behavior that we must accept upon ourselves is to be joyful and filled with simcha, to exude calm, to be peaceful with children, to spend time with children, even more than usual. I must state this is the primary message I want to get across, that although righteous women have been accustomed to devoting all their energy to preparing the house for Pesach, this year must be different. I have a tradition that I received many times from my sainted father that Pesach was not intended for making the house new again or to do spring cleaning of all kinds of dirt that may have accumulated. What's required for Pesach is removing chametz, and according to halacha, Kol Chamira, nullification, is sufficient. In fact, my father recounted that in the home of his grandfather, the Bnei Saskar, they would clean the house on the night before Pesach as they searched for chametz, and that was the entirety of Pesach cleaning. Furthermore, my father himself instructed his children when they had small children of their own to take care of that. The mothers shouldn't go beyond the basic obligation of cleaning at the expense of caring for the children and should not turn the house over to make it clean. The evil inclination is ready to bring into your home pressure, stress, and irritation and to cause tension between husband and wife, trying to convince them that this is necessary in order to make Pesach. One needs to know that one point of anger, one moment of stress is far worse than having chametz in the house. It is our duty, that of parents and righteous women, to ensure calm in the home. Pesach will be kosher with doing less. Do as much as you can calmly with no stress and nothing more. Place far more focus on the mitzvah of Vihigadat HaLabincha. Make sure that children grow positively in their spiritual and material needs. Be careful they come to no harm during these weeks. What is wanted now from heaven is for our homes to be islands of calm and happiness. God is leading in the way that he is right now. Let us gladly accept his will with joy without any angry fights and shouting. Let's maintain calm and avoid aggravation, not be stringent when it's not necessary, while at the same time not be lenient with what is truly forbidden. Of course it's important not to transgress the prohibition against Torah, but one should use their learning time productively, but most of the learning should be with children. Prepare them for Pesach. Let us yearn to bring even this year the carbon Pesach. If one can, one should study the halachas of carbon Pesach. 
What's most important is to engage in chesed, to do what we can to help others. At times like this, when there are many homes that are having difficulties, it's up to us to help with whatever possible. These are comments by the Sanza Rebbe in preparation for Pesach 5780. Such a unique yuntif coming up. And if we can help in spreading calm and spirit and inspiration and at the same time remind people to do as much chesed as possible. You know, today's show here at JM in the AM, we're going to be talking a lot about Yad Sarah. They're in the middle of their campaign to, to help the people of Israel. Literally, they're trying to get as many respirators as necessary to to everybody around Israel and, and in general medical equipment and help for those in need. I've been to the Yad Sarah headquarters. We have had a relationship with them since the 1990s. Um, they were founded by the former mayor of Jerusalem, Uri Lupoyansky. They have a campaign going on right now, charity.com slash Yad Sarah, C-H-A-R-I-D-Y dot com slash Y-A-D-S-A-R-A. They're about to hit their goal, it looks like. Everyone out there should participate. So we'll talk about that. Uh, Yoichi Herzog has a message about what's happening with the Jews of Hungary right now before Pesach. And I know, I know there's a lot to be done in this area as well. Believe you me, we're not ignoring that. Um... Shana Friedman's going to join us. We're going to talk about the increase in domestic abuse situations that are happening at the moment. Chevy Rosner from the Orthodox Jewish Nurses Association is going to join us. We'll talk about what's happening here in the New York, New Jersey area and how we can help. We'll check in with our friends at Shari Tzedek. We're doing the whole globe today. I didn't realize we're doing Europe, Israel, America. We're doing the whole globe today just to check in with what's happening with our brothers and sisters around the world. So let us remember what the Sanza Rebbe said, the most important is to do what, what, what we can do to help others. Not losing sight of the mitzvos of Pesach, not losing sight of Torah and Tefillah, but reminding everybody of what's most important in his assessment, even Erev Yantif, or maybe especially Erev Yantif, I should say. And that is um, doing what we can to help others. You know, I said on Friday that every show that I do between now and Pesach should start with um, with the song by Simcha Liner. Let's see if I can find it. <laughs> um, song by Simcha Liner. It talks about how we went ahead and uh, defeated Paro. Or I would say maybe more accurately got past the Paro situation because it was really God who defeated Paro, not us. And uh, with that in mind, we will also prevail now. Just like the... Uh, just like Paro was defeated, so too coronavirus will be defeated. Oh, that was what I wanted to say also. One last thing. Uh, for the early morning listeners, and I thank all of you for tuning in, and I know a lot of people out there are tuned in 
from around the world to feel the sense of community and inspiration. I thank you. Um, there was one other thing I wanted to mention. There, there was a, an impression by those on the front lines. It's not unreliable. I think it's, it's, it's somewhat reliable. There is an impression from many people on the front lines that this past Shabbos, there was a lot less activity uh, for Hatzalah than there has been uh, over the last few days, over the previous days. I hope that impression is right, and I'm not not minimizing how busy and how dedicated the Hatzalah members are, but the rumor was that in, in heavily Jewish neighborhoods, the ones we would look to to you know, really get a good sample, whether it be Brooklyn, Lakewood, Rockland County, etc., Williamsburg. Uh, apparently, apparently, it, it se- things seemed, anecdotally, seemed calmer. And I am praying that that trend continues. I hope less and less people. I know that part of it is, you know, naturally now a lot less people are, are running to go to the hospital, which I understand. But I'm talking about the serious cases, which, of course, one would call Hatzalah for. Someone can't breathe well, obviously, they're calling Hatzalah. And I'm hoping that that trend continues and that we see over the next week as we uh, get into such an important national yuntif, such an important yuntif that, again, is surrounded by the theme of life and death and surrounded by the theme of of uh, defeating the enemy and surrounded by the theme of God passing over our homes or, more accurately, the Malach passing over our homes. Uh, we're hoping, let us hope, that this trend continues and that there's less and less activity and that we really start to see a um, a rapid reduction in those who are getting sick and those who are in need medically. And at the same time, of course, we pray for everybody who is uh, in such compromised health situations right now, and unfortunately there are too many. And we also pray and give comfort, I hope, to the families that are uh, going through this very strange, very strange period of mourning, one that did not include, for many, Kaddish at the cemetery, one that, that generally does not include Kaddish during Shiva, one that does not include visits, real visits, to someone's home during Shiva, which for many is very, very comforting when, when people come and, uh, and visit someone who's in mourning. Many mourners find it very, very comforting. So that is the, um, that is the story. I haven't spoken with you since Friday, and I'm sure all of you have been following the news. A lot has been happening. I know a lot of people tuned in yesterday to hear Matis and uh, hear him start the week for us here at JM in the AM. And um, like I say, the, the feeling is that there's it's a little, little, little bit of a different atmosphere out there. I know I'm saying this as hospitals are still being overrun and, and where the people on the front lines are going through what they're going through, but hopefully... That will change very, very quickly. We pray. We hope and pray. Meanwhile, we get ready for Yontif, which is uh, just over 48 hours from now, which is Wednesday night. And we look forward to uh, sitting down to the Seder. Someone pointed out yesterday, it's 
I guess the uniqueness of this year should be stated in a positive manner. Someone said this will be the year where the most Pesach Sturim are taking place in the history of the world. In the history of the world, there have never been more Pesach Sturim, which is likely true because the Jewish world on Pesach usually consolidates. That's, the, that's our tradition, is to consolidate and have between, I don't know, five or 500 people at a Seder, depending on you know which Seder you're either hosting or running. And this year, um, there are going to be a lot of individual starim. People who are making their own private Seder, literally. Wow, that's funny. On the Pesach programs, they have the term private starim. This year, it's really private starim. And those who are making Pesach with their spouse or, or roommates, whoever it is that uh, I'm thinking of uh, some of the single people on the Upper West Side who I know are going to be together with their roommates and normally they'd either be, you know, going home to parents or making, you know, a massive Pesach Seder for so many people in the neighborhood to be together on Seder night. But the most, uh, the largest number of Pesach storm in the history of, of Pesach could be this year. <clears throat> Is there something positive about that? I certainly hope so. I certainly hope so. It's unique. We have to keep reminding our children to to remember the positives of this year and to uh, look back, hopefully, very, very soon on a unique but very positive experience. This is the song from Simcha Liner. We got past Paro. We, um... We watched as God defeated Paro, and now we hopefully will watch as God defeats coronavirus and comes to our defense and our protection. And hopefully we get to the uh, back to our synagogues as soon as possible to give thanks in a public atmosphere as a tzibor to the one above. Please, God. Monday morning, JM in the AM with Simcha Liner. עלילות שקרים צוררים קשים שרוצים דק להרוס עברנו את פרו, נעבור גם את זה אף נצא כולנו יחד לחובות העיר ניקח אוויר Kula, Mikoha, Olam, Faroim, Metaemet, 
צריכים להכיר את זה. Avinu, 
by Yankee Brisbane. <laughs> Can't think of a better song to a play during these times. Uh, Rafur Shlema with Yaakov Shweki and um, Baruch Levine here at the JM and the AM. We did play the brand new Baruch Levine uh, selection with A.B. Rottenberg, the place where they belong. We did that on Friday. Truth is, we should do it again today. Yeah. Try to do that again today at some point. Also, we had on Friday the... Um, the brand new song from Eighth Day. We did that one. You know what? We may just do that again now. Maybe we'll um, we'll play the brand new song from Eighth Day coming up Monday morning on this sixth uh, of April, twelfth of Nissan. Vihisha Amdo is also a Yaakov Shwaki, of course, as you could imagine, off of his uh, live in Israel. Um, one of the questions I was asked a lot over the weekend, and for good reason, is when is the seum? <laughs> you know, every year on Erev Pesach for a long, long time, uh, we've had a seum, and we've emphasized how the seum should not be relied upon. It's It's really... We do it because of the tradition of having a Siyam Erev Pesach in the Jewish world. And we always emphasize that you shouldn't rely on it. You should go to shul and participate in actual, you know, Siyam live and in person. Um, so we would love to have that. And um, and even if, uh, and, and at the minimum, if you're going to rely on the Siyam, you know, there are things you probably have to do in order to actually rely on it, meaning the one that we do. Uh, which of my Goldwasser in those days, you know, years ago, said if someone wanted to actually rely on it, they'd try to arrange for food from that seam to be delivered to them at some point during the day on Erev Pesach and things like that. It was really there only for a real, real situation where nobody would have any opportunity to hear a seam at all, no matter, you know, to what length they went to. This year, <laughs> however, this year, however, is a little different. This year, the... Uh, the Siam is going to be a, a very important part of the Erev Pesach programming here because a lot of people, um, for good reason, are going to rely on it because they won't be able to participate in other, any other Siam. Uh, I mean, there are shul rabbis that are going to be doing them through Zoom, etc., which is fine, or Zoom-like platforms, which is fine. But I think you get my point. Anyway, I spoke to Rabbi Goldwasser, Siam, Wednesday, 745. All right, 745 Eastern Time, Siam on Wednesday. Spoke to her by Goldwasser, and that's how uh, that's how things are going to progress. That's how um, that's how um, uh, we're going to handle things on Erev Yontos. Erev is going to be interesting because uh, 
we have uh, we have a lot to do Erev Yontif, which I guess is true for every Erev Pesach. But this time around, it's really going to be a uh, a very packed schedule with everything that's going on and all the last-minute messages and discussions that we're going to be having here. This portion of NSN programming is brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman Kosher Hot Dogs, Sausages, and Deli is the world's best, serving the kosher and kosher Le Pesach world since 1954 and available at better kosher supermarkets nationwide. Um, try A&H today. Hey, listener Dvora, I don't know which song you're referring to, but if you have a link to a song that uh, Yishai Rebo has just released... Um, with each band player, you know, in their own home. That'd be great. Send us a link, Nahum at NahumSiegel.com, Nahum, N-A-C-H-U-M, at NahumSiegel, N-A-C-H-U-M-S-E-G-A-L.com. Reminder, we're participating in the Yad Sarah campaign, which ends tomorrow. I see they are close to their goal. Everybody here should toss in a little bit, if possible, to donate to Yad Sarah, as they are literally saving lives in Israel always. But you can imagine now, during the... Uh, coronavirus situation um so you can go to uh charity.com slash yad sarah charity.com slash yad sarah for details on that and we'll, i'll post that on my facebook page now so people can go and uh and support it uh here's the brand new song from eighth day we started this, or I should say we debuted it on Friday morning, and uh, here it is, Elaka de Mayer at JM in the AM. On a pitch black night, he rode a horse of the purest white. He knocked on the door, kind of prisoner free. In his hand, a bag of money. What shall I do when the money runs dry? Here's a prayer that could pierce the sky. What shall I do when the gold runs dry? Here's a prayer that could pierce the sky. They surrounded me These three words they set me free When you got no strength and you cry and please Lost in the forest can't find the trees Here's what you do when the money runs dry Here's a prayer that could pierce the sky Here's what you do when the gold runs dry Here's a prayer that could pierce the sky Here's what you do when the money runs dry. There's a prayer that could pierce the sky. Here's 
J.M. the A.M. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NahumSegal.com and the NahumSegal Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Welcome to our friends at World Mizrahi as we kick off their day at the World Mizrahi uh, Virtual Bait Midrash. We've got Galei Tzal in the background. We're going to do our news from Israel in just a moment. But again, welcome to our friends at uh, World Mizrahi as we... Uh, kick off their day just a couple of days before Erev Pesach here at JM in the AM. If you want to watch it in about a minute, you'll be able to go to facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network, facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Monday is next. Boker Tov from JM in the AM. Galitzal, Yerushalayim, Asha'a 2, Shalom Rav, Khan Rani Avnai, Ima Shekore Achshav. במשרד הבריאות מבקשים לאסור על נסיעה בין-עירונית כתחליף לסגר פרטני על ערים ויישובים. אמש אמר ראש הממשלה נתניהו בישיבת הממשלה כי חלה ירידה כללית בשיעור ההדבקה בישראל. מדווחת כתבתנו המדינית מוריה אסרה פולברג. כפי שדיווחנו לראשונה, נתניהו פתח אמש את ישיבת הממשלה ואמר כי חלה ירידה כללית בשיעור ההדבקה ומנגד קיימים אזורים בהם שיעור ההדבקה גבוה מאוד ובכוונת הממשלה להחמיר הגבלות באזורים אלו. ראש המל"ל מאיר בן שבת אמר, המאמצים הנעשים כעת מתמקדים בהוצאת האוכלוסייה הנמצאת בסיכון לבידוד. ותת ניצב סיגל בר צבי, ראש חטיבת שיטור במשטרת ישראל, סיפרה לאמיר איבגי ביומן הצהריים על היערכות המשטרה להחלטות. אנחנו ערוכים תוכניות מגירה כבר מספר ימים, אנחנו מבינים שזה הולך ומגיע, מחכים באמת להכרזה על מנת שנוכל להפעיל את המעגלים שלנו הקצרים בתוך המקומות האלה. הביטוח הלאומי החל לשלם היום קצבאות ודמי אבטלה ליותר ממיליון המובטלים בישראל. כתבתנו ניב יגור. הכספים בגין דמי האבטלה נכנסו היום לחשבונות של 229,000 זכאים. 482,000 זכאים נוספים יקבלו מחר מקדמות מהסכום המגיע להם. סכום הקצבאות שישולמו ביומיים הקרובים צפוי להגיע לסכום מצטבר של מיליארד ושש מאות מיליוני שקלים. והביטוח הלאומי מדגישים כי הודעות שנשלחו לאזרחים בנושא מיצוי זכויות הן הודעות אמיתיות. בנוסף, כפי שדווח בגלי צה"ל, הממשלה אישרה כי אישה בהיריון תוכל לצאת לחל"ת ולבקש דמי אבטלה. פרסום ראשון, 60 חיילים מגדוד תותחנים נכנסו לבידוד לאחר שמשגיח הכשרות של הגדוד אובחן כחולה קורונה. כתבנו הצבאי צחי דבוש. למרות שהם סוגרים בבסיס כבר כמה שבועות, הנגד יצא לביתו וחזר לבסיס וכך חשף אותם לנגיב. המקרה הזה מצטרף למשגיח כשרות בנחל שהכניס מאה חיילים לבידוד ורב צבאי בבסיס רמון ששלח שישים חיילים לבידוד. יותר מאלף משפחות של ילדים עם מוגבלויות פנו לראש הממשלה נתניהו בדרישה להחזיר את הלימודים במוסדות החינוך המיוחד אחרי פסח. דיווח לראשונה כתבנו לענייני חינוך דורון קדוש. איננו רוצים שילדינו יצאו עם צלקות מהתקופה הזו, כתבו המשפחות לנתניהו. כל עוד מוסדות החינוך המיוחד סגורים, הזמן פועל לרעתם. בעקבות זאת הן דורשות לפתוח את בתי הספר אחרי חופשת החג. בתוך כך נציגת משרד החינוך התייחסה בכנסת למענה המועט שניתן לילדים ואמרה, אנו נערכים להרחיב את המענים שניתנים אחרי הפסח. ספרד מדווחת על ירידה במספר המתים מקורונה, זה היום הרביעי ברציפות. כתבת חדשות החוץ, נועה מועלם. לפי משרד הבריאות במדריד, גווה נגיף הקורונה את חייהם של 637 בני אדם ביממה האחרונה. מדובר בירידה, זה היום הרביעי ברציפות, מעשי של 950 מתים בחמישי שעבר. 
עד כה מתו בספרד יותר מ-13,000 מנגיף הקורונה, והיא מהווה את המוקד השני הקטלני ביותר של המגפה, אחרי איטליה. מזג האוויר אצלנו, ירידה בטמפרטורות, אלה החדשות שעורכת שירה נאות.
J.M. in the A.M. V'hi she'amda. V'chol dar v'adar omdim aleinu l'chaloseinu. We never thought in this case that it would be a uh, a worldwide virus that not only was attacking uh, our people, but was attacking the entire world around Pesach time. Unbelievable. Um... Uh, that's uh, Yehuda Green. Before that, you heard Yishai Rebo with the Keter Malucha selection that everybody seems to be talking about. Monday morning, JM in the AM. We're on Facebook Live, courtesy of our friends at World Mizrahi. Go to facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network, facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. And I thank those who are sharing that so that others can uh, hear the program. It's opened up yet another entire audience for us. Thank God. A lot of audiences opened for us over the last few weeks. Um, Rabbi Goldwasser's Seum is Wednesday, Wednesday at 7.45. Seum for Tanis Bechorim, Wednesday at the 7.45. And uh, I mentioned earlier that um, I read yesterday, and the conjecture is that there'll be more Pesach Starim this year than ever before. Uh, there will be more individual Pesach Starim than ever before, and I don't know if that's significant or not. But it's certainly an anomaly for the year 5780, and and hopefully it will, in fact, mean something positive. That there are many, many, many Pesach Starim going on. And that the word private Starim, which has been made famous by the Pesach programs, now has a completely 
new meaning. Many of you are aware of the fact that we are enthusiastically asking our listeners to get involved in the life-saving work of Yad Sarah. Yad Sarah has, uh, in Shekel, they are at 94% of their goal. They have a 12 million Shekel goal for this campaign. Uh, they have a 94% so far. There is a very generous donor, a general named Aaron Frankel, who's going to join us tomorrow, by the way, who's generously matching everything that comes in to this Yad Sarah campaign. Now, a lot of our listeners are already familiar with Yad Sarah. A lot of you have used the services when you've been in Israel. Uh, if you've ever borrowed from any outlet in Israel, a cane, a walker, a, um, a bathtub shower chair, uh, any piece of medical equipment that you as tourists have ever borrowed in Israel, crutches, I would bet they came from Yad Sarah. Uh, it was founded decades ago by our dear friend Uri Lopolyansky, the former mayor of Jerusalem. I think he's more famous for founding Yad Sarah than he is for being mayor of Jerusalem, frankly. And he did an amazing job as mayor. And uh, for all these decades, they are giving, as the, uh, as the campaign says, uh, giving air, giving life. And now they ask you to give to Yad Sarah. One of the, I believe it was the first piece of equipment, if I'm not mistaken, uh, that Uri saw a need for that started the organization. I think it was a respirator, if I'm not mistaken, or some type of breathing apparatus that actually started the organization many, many years ago. So again, every donation you make, and I know how active this audience is to help our local communities, obviously, especially at this time, we're trying to help everybody. Uh, but today is a global day for us here at JM in the AM. Today we're uh, we're going to be checking in with people about the uh, what's going on in Europe, and now we're checking in with uh, people about what's going on in Israel. Um, and of course, we'll talk about what's happening locally as well. Don't worry. Um, so the donations to the Adzarah campaign are being matched by Mr. Aaron Frankel. You can go to charity.com slash Yadzarah, charity.com, C-H-A-R-I-D-Y dot com slash Yadzarah, C-H-A-R-I-D-Y dot com slash Yadzarah. The, they're, they're keeping track in Shekel, which is actually good for us Americans because every time we give, the, the numbers increase a lot more than if they were counting in dollars. So talk about your, your dollar stretching, your dollar stretching tremendously with this campaign. And obviously the campaign is being uh, supported and um, and matched. And they are at 94% of their goal. And we're asking everybody to get involved. Uh, Charity.com slash Yad Sarah. The founder, as we said, of Yad Sarah is the former mayor of Yerushalayim. And that's our good friend Uri Lopolyansky, who we know for many, many years. Reb Uri, Shalom, Chag Sameach. Welcome back to JM in the AM. Shalom, Chag Sameach, Boker Tov. No, it's an unbelievable time, and uh, we hope to do what in this time to help the people. I know that it's uh, all the Jewish people in the world. Now it's uh, with a trouble thing with the virus, and uh, we hope to do the, to to buy more and more uh, medical equipment that they need. Except especially the breathing equipment, respiratory, etc. And uh, because that, we are now in the campaign, and uh, Baruch Hashem, in Eretz Israel, more than uh, about uh, 25,000 people donate to this campaign. Wow. And uh, we hope 
that we have in that we have enough money to buy all the respirators uh, machine that the people here in Israel needs. And we're turning to everybody in the diaspora to help out. Uh, yeah, like I said, this might be one of the only causes in Israel that a lot of our listeners are actually taking advantage of. When you've traveled to Israel and needed anything, it's always Yad Sarah that's there. They have outlets, they have offices, they have lending services all throughout the country, and especially Yerushalayim. Obviously, a lot of our listeners uh, are based in Yerushalayim. As Uri said, the uh, the world is going through this situation, and um, and everybody out there is is uh, is being asked to help Yad Sarah get to their goal. It's charity.com slash Yad Sarah, C-H-A-R-I-D-Y.com. Slash Yatsaran, as I said to Uri off the air, uh, the the smile and the positive outlook that he has comes through even even during these difficult and challenging times. Uri, am I correct? Am I right that Yatsara began because of a need for breathing equipment many 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 years ago? Yes, about uh, forty years ago. Wow! Uh, we are coming to Yerushalayim, to Yerushalayim Irakoides, and we saw that uh, some, especially children, they have problem with the breathing, and uh, because that, uh, we say that uh, to my wife and I that uh, we we buy we bought uh, some uh, respiratory uh, volunteer and ventilators. And to to lending that to, to the people that they need, right? Right. Pretty amazing. And now look at the situation we're in with these respirators are the most sought after piece of equipment during this coronavirus time. Uh, I know that Yatsara helps literally millions of people all year round. I know that, and 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 I visited many of you. Are not just the main beautiful center in Jerusalem. I visited many of your satellite centers around the country. So they're always, you know, everybody there and each one of these centers has a warehouse, you know, full of equipment that they're constantly lending out. Do you have any idea how many people you're helping right now that directly are being affected by coronavirus? I mean, I would assume that that all your respirators or a good number of them are being used for virus patients right now. Yes, you are right, and uh, because that, that we have not enough um, uh, machine, uh, we uh, um, hire to both from uh, China wow. uh, more um, uh, concentrators, oxygen, uh, and uh, uh, all the equipment that uh, we need here, and. Uh, well, we, Baruch uh, Hashem, we have uh, that they, that we have, we, we are lucky that uh, they uh, saw, saw that all that this equipment, and uh, now uh, uh, we, uh, some of them, it's come to Earth Israel, and uh, we have, we, we hope that uh, in these days, uh, the another um, a container came wow. to, uh, to uh, Europe, to help Israel, and uh, to help the, uh, our people here. So it's very similar to the situation here. With all the years and years and years of gathering equipment and, and collecting equipment, with all the years, it's still not enough. Now it's such an emergency. And in Israel, by the way, in Israel, folks, 
it's not nothing like what's going on here in New York and New Jersey in terms of uh, of numbers uh, of uh, of people, and still they are still, as you can imagine, in an emergency situation like so many countries are out there uh, because they are in desperate need of respirators and breathing equipment. So please, everybody out there, we always talked about supporting our brothers and sisters in Israel, but again, I want to point out that there are a lot of people in this audience that have been recipients of Yad Sarah's help. I am related to many people <laughs> that have been recipients of Yad Sarah's help over the years. So now is a good time to give back and help them in their fight to save as many people as possible. We know the realities. Those who follow the news here, we know the realities. A respirator, and please God, that person's going to be saved. No respirator, and you know what might happen. And unfortunately, it's the likelihood these days, at least in the New York area. Uh, so please, every dollar you give is being matched. Charity.com slash Yatsarah. Charity.com slash Yatsarah. Uri, a, 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 a sensitive question just for a moment. Our, are our brothers and sisters in Yerushalayim, are they, are they more and more following the guidelines, following the advice, the instructions of the government, and, and, and more and more people are, are doing what they need to do in order to stay safe during this time? Excuse me, I, I not heard you. I'm a, I'm asking. I'm hoping. I am hoping that 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 more and more people in Yerushalayim are following the instructions. Shehem shamim et mashem tzrichim lasot to be as safe as possible during this time. Absolutely, I hope that that uh, uh, we know that uh, the magifa it comes and uh, we hope that everybody save his life is. Amen. That's exactly the point. We read this morning, I read to the audience this morning the words of the Sanza Rebbe, that, that the Torah and the Avoda is all necessary and all important, but the most important thing is what we do for other people, and Yad Sarah cannot possibly do more than they are doing at this point, and yet you want to do more and more and do as much as possible. Everybody out there, it's a matching campaign. Support Yad Sarah, charity.com, C-H-A-R-I-D-Y.com, slash Yad Sarah, Y-A-D-S-A-R-A. Give whatever you can. Even a small donation is going to go a long way. It's going to be translated into Shekel. It's going to be doubled. So no matter what the donation is, it's going to go a long way. Charity.com slash Yad Sarah. Finally, Uri, I know that you can't, you can't, it's not fair to ask you to speak on behalf of somebody else. But in this case, I think you can give an important message. Why would uh, Mr. Aaron Frankel go ahead and match every donation coming into Yad Sarah? What, what, why, what would he say? is so vital about the organization that he wants to make sure that this campaign succeeds. He knows that uh, what Yatsara helped here in Israel long, long years, and, uh, and he knows that this uh, difficult time that Yatsara, that Israel country needs uh, aspiration and machine, and he said that he wants to help and to match Everybody that he donates to Yatsara, that Yatsara has enough money to buy all this uh, restoration 
uh, machines. Unbelievable. And we look forward to speaking to him, Bezrat Hashem, tomorrow. By the way, everybody, when you look at the page, you'll see a disinfectant kit um, uh, put together and distributed by Yad Sarah is $50. An oxygen generator is $1,000. A life support ventilator is $5,000. As we know, just if you follow the news here, we know how expensive these ventilators are. And a home hospitalization equipment unit, which I am assuming uh, is to be used to, to, to help people stay at home so they don't have to go to the hospital. That's also $5,000. Obviously, anything that you give is going to be doubled, so you can, uh, you can half those totals if you want to give something that will be uh, uh, used as a vital piece of equipment um, in the work of Yad Sarah. Uri, how many uh, Yad Sarah offices are there around the entire state of Israel? Uh, we have now 116 branches wow. around wow. the country. From the northern yeah. border all the way to Eilat, right? Yes, yes. It's unbelievable. Uh, We'll continue to remind everybody about the campaign. Stay healthy and best regards to everybody in Yerushalayim. Amen. Amen. There he is. Great friend, somebody that I met in the nineteen early nineteen nineties, uh, when I was first introduced to Yad Sarah. And that's Uri Lopolyansky, former mayor of Yerushalayim. But I I'm telling you. That if he, <laughs> he might be, he may be the only person who was mayor of Jerusalem and is even more famous for something else, and that's for founding Yad Sarah. The campaign continues. We're going to con- encourage those of you who've been listening all weekend, uh, and I know that thousands of you have. Um, you know that we've been um, uh, promoting the Yad Sarah campaign and reminding everybody to support it uh, all through the weekend, and we're going to continue to do that through today. And we hope to speak to uh, Aaron Frankel tomorrow before the campaign comes to an official end. Uh, but there's a shortage. There's a shortage of life-saving equipment right now in Israel, even with everything that Yad Sarah has stockpiled over the last four decades. And your help is needed, and every dollar, every shekel is matched. Charity.com slash Yad Sarah. Charity, C-H-A-R-I-D-Y dot com slash Yad Sarah. Where's, the, uh, where's the, the, the thing I read this morning from the Sanzarebbe? Because I want to I give you the – well, this is the quote in English. Someone translated it. Um – where is it? He said, oh, boy, oh, boy. He had said in this um, in this letter about uh, keeping calm in the house and not going, uh, not going crazy about Pesach. Um, oh, here it is. Here it is. Um, help help your children appreciate the concept of doing kindness with others, both spiritually and physically. And he says that in the uh, in this world, as important as Torah and Avodah are, and we know, of course, how important they are. There is nothing more important than doing for others at this time. That's what Uri said. That's what Uri said in the schus of caring one for another. That should be the ultimate. Um, uh, the, that should be the ultimate uh, uh, concept that propels us to the 
to the uh, ultimate Geula, Bezrat Hashem. J.M. in the A.M. on a Monday morning. Again, charity.com slash Yad Sarah, charity.com slash Yad Sarah. This portion of NSN programming is brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman Kosher Hot Dog Sausage and Deli is the world's best, serving the kosher world since 1954 and available at better kosher supermarkets nationwide. Visit A&H, uh, or actually try. <laughs> always used to talking about websites. Try A&H today, and I'm sure a lot of people are going to be buying A&H now as we get closer and closer to the holiday of uh, Pesach, and people are doing their final shopping uh, before the holiday of Pesach. Um... Rabbi Goldwasser and I spoke last night, and we determined that our seum on Wednesday would be at uh, 7.45. 7.45 would be the seum on Wednesday. So those of you, you, we usually do it earlier, but then again, we always know that the majority of people who need it are in their cars already by then. Now it's a different type of year, so we pushed it off a little bit on the assumption that people would be up later now because of coronavirus, but really it's Erev Pesach, so not going to be up that late. So 7.45, 7.45 Wednesdays, see them uh, here at JM and the AM. We're on Facebook Live. Go to facebook.com slash Nachum Siegel Network. Go to facebook.com slash Nachum Siegel Network. That's courtesy of our friends at World Mizrahi. Uh, today's one of those days where we're going to be checking in about Israel. We're going to be checking in about what's happening here in New York and New Jersey with a very important guest who's coming up. Uh, we're going to be checking in what's going to be ha- what's happening in Europe. We, we did Italy last week. Today we're going to do Hungary uh, with our friend Yaichi Herzog, who's uh, trying to raise money for a campaign for the Jews of Hungary at this time. And uh, we're going to be talking about the increase of domestic violence in our community because of coronavirus, unfortunately. A lot of serious issues going on, and we'll try to get to all of them. Well, not all of them. <laughs> we'll try to get to as many of them as possible on this Monday morning here at JM in the AM. The aforementioned are by David Goldwasser, his words, Zechon Nishmas Harav Zevin, and Zechon Nishmas Esther Basar, here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We read in the Pesach Haggadah, Hayom Ra'av Ayanos, the sea saw and it fled. Our Chazal, our sages tell us that when Bnei Yisrael entered the sea, it didn't part. The people continued to walk until the waters reached straight up to their nose. At that time, even the sea parted at that time only after they took the next step. Hashem wanted to teach them that each and every one of us needs to have great emunah and faith. Faith or emunah is gained only by a person going through trials and tribulations in this world. We learn in the Pasuk in Yeshayoa Novi, Mivochem Yerei Hashem, Who among you fear Hashem, Asher Halach Chashkim, Nogalo, He was walked in darkness and has no light. V'yiftach Hashem, The person should trust in Hashem, V'yishoyim Belokov, and he should lean on Hashem. Rabbi Cheskel Levinstein says that it's that individual that has gone through a period of Nisayon, they have gone through a period of tribulations, that that individual has shown that even though they may be walking in darkness, they trust that Hashem will be a light for them, 
and they will have salvation. I was thinking in our present situation, with the entire world being right now in the greatest challenge that we've had in decades, all of us have the power to realize this Novi, that each of us, while we are somewhat walking in darkness, while each of us is somewhat alone, we observe the social distancing, we are careful, we don't gather in groups ever, we don't even gather in two or three people together, we realize that it is a time when Hashem is our light. Yiftach Hashem, we trust in Hashem, and we can lean on Hashem at this moment. At our Pesach Seder this year, just like every year, we will say the phrase, next year in Yerushalayim. The Chachomim asked the question, why specifically at the Seder, after we have completed a portion of the Haggadah, do we say these words? The answer is given by the Tzemach David. He says that the Pesach Seder is such a high service of Hashem that it is a time, which is a Zman Misugul, a charm time in Shemayim, that we can ask for whatever we want. Therefore we ask, L'shana Habab Yerushalayim, that all of us are redeemed, that Mashiach Tzidkenu will come, and Be'ez Hashem, we will be far past this current challenge, and everybody will be healthy and well, and those that need a refua will have a refua shalema bimhera. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. J.M. in the A.M. Monday, Shana Friedman is with us live via telephone. This is a conversation that, frankly, I was afraid we're going to have to have, and I wish we weren't having, frankly. She's executive director of the... Uh, Shalom Task Force, which has been um, at the forefront, to say the minimum, of um, trying to improve, let's do this in a positive manner, (laughs) trying to improve uh, couple and family relationships as best as possible. But the reality is, as we know from uh, so many of the um, uh, general news stories out there, uh, domestic violence and tension in homes right now because of coronavirus is unfortunately at a high. I don't know if it's an all-time high or an annual high, whatever it is, but it's at a high, unfortunately. Uh, Shauna Friedman, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Thank you so much for having me, and thank you for opening this conversation because it is a hard one to have, but an important one. And I believe very deeply that by just having the conversation, we're letting people know who are really struggling right now, that we know them, we see them, we care about them, and that there's help for them. And just putting out there in this type of forum is so critical. So thank you, Nacho. Yeah, I appreciate that. What, what scares me about the situation, and I guess this is actually why there is a situation, is because the general uh, reliable avenues that people seek help from Many of them are just not available now. Right. You know, even even our local police forces that that are very helpful, as you know, mm-hmm. when it comes to family situations that go crazy, 
uh, even they are preoccupied with, you know, life-saving situations right now. So what scares me, and again, I guess this is one of the reasons why there's an increase, is that the support system is not like it used to be. What can you tell us about the support system right. that does still exist? Exactly. So the support system is still there. It's just strained. And that's what we know from research about after any big disaster, right, is that domestic violence increases, primarily because of the stress and spending more time together and, you know, not having those outlets. And then the support systems are being are being delegated elsewhere because there's so much need. So I'm really here also to say the support systems are there. They may look a little different. They may right. be a little bit um, – they might feel different, but they're there. The police, they're available. Um, if those of us in New York watched the governor's briefing, I believe, Friday, right. they got up there and they said, if you are in a situation of domestic violence, we're still here for you. We could still help you stay safe. So um, we are still here. Shalom Task Force is here. Our hotline is working as if it was in our office. We are getting calls. Um, we're able to help people, refer people. There are a lot of social aid service agencies I'm sure you've highlighted that are still available to people. So one of the, the, the most frightening when we realized what was going to go on here, shelter in place, social distancing, what, what struck all of us in the field of domestic violence was that so much of the dynamic of domestic violence is being isolated, isolated from people, your resources, from people that could help you. And then here we are all isolated and how frightening that is. Uh-huh. And to really tell people that um, they don't need to be isolated, that we're here. Now, it's certainly very challenging and maybe dangerous to call a domestic violence hotline if your abuser is over your shoulder. So, um, but, but if there is a way to call, we're here. If there's a way to find a friend, and friend or two that you could share what's going on so they know, so that you could speak to them if that's a safer way. Or if a friend knows someone's going through this, for them to call us and we could help coach them on how to work with their, their friend that may be suffering to help alleviate what's going on. Now, um, let me ask the obvious. Yes, is is there a an email or text option now that somebody might be afraid, <laughs> as you said, to actually get on a phone? Right. So our text line is not yet set up. There is a national one. I will make sure I have it for you in a second. Oh, um, we do have an email. It's hotline at org. But even that, I have to tell you, is there's a lot of concern about digital safety. Like, can you oh. do that in a way that it can't, the other person will not see it? So um, it's certainly an option. Um, I wish it was a little bit more advanced. It's very um, – it's challenging. Um, um, no, but one of the, you just pointed out such an important point. Yeah. And that is that in these types of situations that you're describing, often there's no privacy whatsoever. Right. right. And, and and texts and emails will be read just as easily as a conversation right. will be heard. Right. Which so is, there's always this balance between what will work. There are there, the national hotline is excellent. It's the hotline.org, and they do have a chat function. Um, which is very helpful. And I'll say any time that our hotline isn't being staffed, you can press number one, and it'll take you to the national hotline, and we'll make sure you get the support you need. Um, but, yeah, it is very challenging at this time. So what we tell people is um, to think about their safety in the moment. And we don't have to think long-term, but how can you stay as safe as possible? And their children's safety. And to keep the children safe as possible in the moment. Um, and it might not be the perfect solution, but to do whatever you need to do, and that does not take responsibility away from the perpetrator, but right. what can you do in the moment to stay safe, both physically and then to figure out ways um, to be emotionally safe, which is a, I, th- I think is a message to all of us because we're all under a lot of stress, and to find ways to feel as grounded as possible, be it having a cup of tea. It sounds minimal, but just kind of grounding yourself, going for a little bit more of a walk, taking a longer shower, just trying to stay as, as grounded as possible during this very stressful time. So to really look at what are things that um, will keep you physically safe in the moment and what are things that are keep you emotionally safe. Um, the, the fear now and what we've seen happen is that relationships 
place where there have been non-physical violence, of physical, emotional, um, financial, digital abuse, other type of abuse have escalated um, during this time. So it has turned into physical violence. That's our fear, and that's what we see happening. We don't know the numbers yet because we're still in it. I, I, I unfortunately suspect in a few months or in a year, when we look back um, and do the research, uh, there'll be a great surge. So, um, so and so hopefully, si- we'll be, you know, be able to support everyone who who needs the help. So that situations time. that did not involve physical violence before now because of the cooped up situation can turn as you just said have turned right. violent yeah, wow i never thought violent. of that. um you know we don't see in families that are healthy enough that they'll become right. violent they'll be stressed people are getting you know people are you know they're they're having a little stressful time you know and that's that's not domestic violence so people where there's a real dynamic of power and control where other ways of being abusive have been um been used we've seen that escalate into physical violence and that's that's been our fear um and that's what we're seeing. That's our colleagues throughout the, the country and national, internationally. We've we've um, teamed up with other organizations in Israel and England to make sure that people in our, our Jewish communities know that um, it's, just, it's not it's not acceptable. You are not alone. It is not your fault, and we're here to help you. Um, I mean, I mean, think um, about you know. The, I mean, just to spin a little bit positive, mm-hmm. <laughs> just to mention <laughs> something. Trying. There are so many families, thank God, that are yeah. ha- that are having a good time. Meaning, yeah. meaning, obviously, nobody wants to be cooped up, and the alternative is much better. I get yeah. that, but still, a lot of families are spending a lot of good yeah. quality family time together and having fun and making the best of it, making, which, yes, which, will, which will which will which will end up which will end up which will end up which will end up resulting which will end up which will end up which will end up resulting in many nice memories and you know. Absolutely. People looking back at this is a nice time, but but imagine a house like a home like you're describing. It's ex- for those of us who are going through the first part that I just described. It's exactly the opposite uh, and, and on the other extreme, and and, right. and even more dangerous than a right. normal situation. Yeah, wow. and, so we're, and we're here for you, and so people should know that. That's just really the message is that people are not alone. In this they're not the only ones going through it, and that we're here for you now. We're here for you in the future, um, and we just we hope and pray for everybody's safety through this situation. What can you tell us statistically? I mean, uh, honestly, I thought it might be very, you know, there, it's, we don't know yet. No, we meaning really, statistically uh, visits to your website, statistically oh, calls to your hotline. And any educational event. I did an event on Facebook a week and a half ago. We got close to 2,500 visits. We did an event Wednesday night, um, which if someone's interested, it's really about just the legal implications right now. And it's not only for domestic violence families, families that are, are divorced, who have arrangements that are work. It's, this is a really interesting like spin on it, right? How do you share children parenting time during this time? Um, how do you do that safely health-wise? Um, and we did this really remarkable um, education event. Um, it's on our Facebook page, on Task Force's Facebook page. Um, I think I got over 500 hits in 24 hours, and we had 200 and something people watch it live, um, which are, you know, and really, but it's a really helpful uh, um, um, webinar or just about how to manage this in a way that's productive for the children, that's just healthy for everybody. Um, we're really just looking for ways for everybody to get through the situation as healthy as possible. Um, statistics of the calls, the hotline, you know, every day is different. Some days will be really quiet, and we're kind of like, I wonder why that's about. Sometimes they'll be skyrocketed. Um, our, our colleagues over at Moodim, who we're, we're um, working with them on a different hotline, they're open as well. They've seen a high increase as well in domestic violence and child abuse cases. So oh, um, Unbelievable. Yeah. But we're By the way. The so positive spin is that the community has really united, I have to say, in the social service community. We always do 
work well together, but really working well together to make sure that the needs of the community are being met even during this challenging time. Yeah, and by the and, way, as an outside observer, I can attest to that. <laughs> you yeah. got, you guys during peaceful times work very, very well yeah, together. Yeah, so. we do. And this time, like, it was automatic. That, like, of course, we should just work together and make sure those people who need help work here for you. And and not around the issue of domestic violence only, but this is stressful. Even in the best, fa- you know, best of situations right. in the families that really do work well together, this is stressful. Yesterday, I was reading a, <laughs> an article in one of the papers about um, about a divorced couple that have a an arrangement mm-hmm. of, of how to deal with their visitation with the children, and you know, and and thank God it's peaceful and they, and, yeah. and and it always follows. But now the mother is hesitant to send the children outside of the home, and we get right. that because of the situation, you know, in terms of in terms of health yeah. and 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 that obviously you know we hope that you know they come to a reasonable conclusion but just the fear the fear of coronavirus sure it's real is, yeah it's gripping everybody at this point <laughs> right so. it's real and you know if, if that's an issue to someone listening listen to our webinar really should speak to your attorney but as well because we i'm not you know a lawyer but um it really gives you some guidance on how to do that in a way that just it 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 is respectful to everybody. Um, it isn't about winning. It's about just making sure things are healthy and safe for everybody. Um, and, you know, all of us are kind of going through new situations where I heard you before talk about there'll be more Siddharam this year than ever. Right. In some way, that's an interesting thought. Right. But I know, you know, we'll miss people at our theater this year. That It, it is sad for us to know that they're going to be alone. So how do we connect? And a lot of this really is about connection. Let's keep everybody connected so those people who are really struggling know that there's people out there that care. So. Uh, great work no. you're doing. Great Thank work you know, you're doing. I, 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 I you. assume the usual um, information, shalomtaskforce.org, right? Yes, um, uh, and, and local number is 718-337-3700. And that's literally free, a hotline. That's, that's our hotline. Right. Our toll-free is 1-888-883-2323. All right. Um, and, this and they co- can help connect to international resources for your international right. This could be listeners. Right. This could be uh, helpful to people. Again, the hotline, and this is something that people should keep if they're in a sensitive situation at all times, not just during Corona, 718-337-3700, shalomtaskforce.org is the website. Shauna Friedman, I take this opportunity to wish you a Chag Kasher Vesameach. Thank you. Continue Thank your you amazing so. work on behalf of the uh, Jewish people. Thank you so much. Mon- I appreciate that. Monday morning broadcast, JM and the AM. We're on Facebook Live. Go to Facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. Again, Facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. Facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. Um, th- don't forget, we are supporting the, uh, well, I mean, we're supporting a lot of campaigns, including our own, by the way. <laughs> you, you can keep JM and the AM going during this time by going to FJ. Yeah, sometimes I forget. <laughs> that there's a campaign that we need to be successful as well so we can keep on going. Uh, go to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org to um, support us. And don't forget that uh, uh, today and tomorrow, because tomorrow the campaign ends, we are encouraging everybody to support the Yad Sarah campaign uh, for all the reasons we mentioned earlier with Uri Lupolyansky, including the fact that you know good, a good part of this audience has been helped by Yad Sarah, whether you realize it or not. When you've borrowed uh, crutches or walkers or uh, or um, or canes or um, bathroom equipment in Israel, and their campaign is being matched by uh, Aaron Frankel, uh, go to um, charity.com/yadzara charity c h a r i d y dot com slash yadzara for information, uh, or actually to donate. You'll see all the info there. And uh, we pray that that be a success and that they get to their goal 
uh, later today or the latest uh, tomorrow morning. Um, all right. So there you go. 13 minutes before 8 o'clock, JM and the AM. Everybody, Goldwasser's Seum is going to be on Wednesday at 745. Everybody, Goldwasser's Seum for Tanis Bechorim will be Wednesday at 745. Keep that in mind. That'll be helpful to a lot of people around the world. Uh, the Tanis Bechorim Seum, Wednesday, 745. Uh, earlier, I read the words of the Sanza Rebbe. I keep, uh, I keep spreading this around because he um, gave specific instructions not to go crazy with the Pesach cleaning, uh, to do what needs to be done in order to keep the house calm and uh, peaceful during this time. It can be very, very stressful pre-Pesach in general. Imagine now coming off of three weeks of isolation or being together, what it could be like. Um, make sure to check on family and friends who are going to be alone. You know, I said to somebody that it's one thing that people are alone for a three-day yontif, and it happens. It happens all the time, obviously. And even Pesach, it happens. You know, there are people who are alone. Um, and it happens that they're not able to, to visit and people aren't able to visit them. But imagine they're going through all this after three weeks of isolation. They're going through the three-day yontif and leading up to Wednesday night after three weeks of not seeing anybody and you know usually three-day untiff so you know in the middle of day two you start to get a little you know and day three you're counting the hours uh, very often um in this case you know untiff starts and there are, and people are already frustrated because of the you know situation that's happened over the last three weeks so keep that in mind be in touch with those who you know are going to be alone and obviously family comes first Let's make sure to take care of that obligation. Uh, for those of us who still have the opportunity to uh, do Kibbut Ava'im, let's take advantage of that because now is a time where it really, really is necessary. Uh, JM and the AM, plenty more coming up. This is another great Pesach selection at JM and the AM. <laughs>
J.M. in the A.M., the Hisham the Monday morning, J.M. in the A.M. This is the brand new selection as introduced by Avramol, Avram Freed, done, uh, you know, <laughs> in unusual circumstances. A video of Avram Freed, and uh, over the laptop you hear Yossi Green. It's brand new, uh, Vayosha. The song is called Vayosha. Here, Avramol gives an intro so we can hear his intro and then the song at J.M. in the A.M. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Achai v'reyai, l'chvod hachag, matana chadasha, shir chadash, a brand new song, Yossi Green and myself would like to present to you, Vayoysha Hashem, Vayoymahu es Yisrael, the song that will help you experience the greatest miracle, Kriyat Yamsuf, at the Seder table. Enjoy! Yossi Green, are you ready? Take it away. Hashem, 
ביער יזרו אלס הילדה גדולו, אשר עושו השם במצרים, ויראו עומס השם, ויאמינו בשם לי ומשה אבדוי. J.M. in the A.M. Chag Sameach is right. It's Avram Fried and uh, Yossi Green together at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world on the web at AlchemSegal.com and the AlchemSegal Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app.
Sham and the Am, Lois Avocena from Diaspora. Monday morning at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web and AlchemSegal.com and the AlchemSegal Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. A reminder, uh, the Seum for my Goldwasser, Wednesday at 745. Wednesday, 745, the Seum. Also a reminder, we're on Facebook Live right now, courtesy of our friends at World Mizrahi and their virtual Beit Midrash. We're on Facebook Live right now. Facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network, Facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. That's right. If you don't like our usual platforms of listening, now you have another platform to listen. Uh, Facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. Monday morning, we told you that we're going to be concentrating today on Israel, the New York area, and Europe. So we did Israel earlier with Yad Sarah, charity.com slash Yad Sarah, charity, C-H-A-R-I-D-Y.com slash Yad Sarah. Later, Yaichi Herzog is going to join us. We're going to talk about the Jewish community in Hungary and how they're dealing with Erev Pesach. And um, and now we're going to talk about New York and New Jersey, and we're going to talk about the people who are on the front lines. And we're going to talk about um, a group of people that we salute and a group of people that we were anxious to speak with. The treasurer of the Orthodox Jewish Nurses Association is Mara McCrossin, who is with us live via telephone. They have fielded hundreds of requests from nurses, nurse practitioners, doctors, moels, dentists, OTs and PTs, funeral directors, Hevra Kadisha uh, for uh, N95 masks and surgical masks to keep them protected while on the front lines. Mara McRossin, welcome to JM and the AM. And on behalf of this very appreciative audience, thank you to everything that you and your colleagues at Jew are doing during this time of crisis. Uh, thank you for having me on. It's a it's an honor, and um, thank you for the for the shout out. We really appreciate the support that you guys have been giving us as a community at large. I would assume that the Orthodox Jewish Nurses Association cover nurses that that are in how many hospitals? I mean, it must be could it, how many hospitals could it be that that your membership is uh, is working in right now? Sure. It's, it's hundreds of hospitals. We also have um, nurses who are working um, home care, right. who are working, doing home visits, even still in this climate. Um, we have nurses who are, are uh, you know, working in nursing homes. I mean, it's, it's, it's vast. <laughs> and with all, I mean, and with everything we hear about PPE and the, uh, and the, the gowns and the screens, et cetera, there's nothing as, as necessary and as sought after as the masks, right? That's correct. Um, that's been the one uh, piece of personal protective equipment or PPE that's been the hardest to come by and the hardest to find. Uh, and every category that I just mentioned is reaching out to people like yourselves to get the masks. People are trying to are trying desperately to just use any resource they have uh, who who might have masks to to give to them to use during this time. That's correct. Um, so we felt as a nursing organization that we wanted to help support our members as best as we can. Um, that's what we stand for in general. That's what the Orthodox Jewish Nurses Association, Nurses association or OJNA, stands for in general, to help our, our nurses um, on the front lines. And, um, you know, as we started making people aware that we have the masks, we've had an um, outpouring of, of, of um uh, requests for them, and people know that we have them, so we're trying to support as many people on the front lines as we can, not just nurses. If, if someone tried to buy an N95 mask right now, you have any clue what it would cost? 
Um, I can guess, um, I mean, probably upwards of $10 a mask. Wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. And, and you want to wear at least, at, at the minimum, you want to wear uh, one mask a day. I mean, it, it would be even better if you had multiple masks per day, right? But at least one per day, right? So the uh, the requirements for the hospital have been ever-changing. Um, it used to be before the pandemic that we would use one per time you would go in a patient's room that was requiring one. Right. Now with the shortage, um, guidelines have changed. The companies have come out with new guidelines saying that wear it until it's soiled or, you know, change it daily, depending on which hospital you're working in and what their what their stock looks like, honestly. Unbelievable. How do people mm-hmm. how do people support this cause? Is there a way to donate to your organizations that you could use that money to help distribute more and more masks at this time? Absolutely. Um, you can visit our website. Um, it's jewishnurses.org um, slash COVID-19, and that's spelled C-O-V-I-D-19. Um, and we have a donation button on there. If you're a nurse or a, in the medical field and you, you need a uh, N95, we're also giving some surgical masks out with that as well. Um, you can request one on that website. Which, which, which is the, I don't just show you what I know about medicine. Which is the uh, more serious mask, the N95 or the surgical? Surgical is more serious? The N95 um, are the ones that are blocking the particles of the um, COVID-19 virus itself. And the surgical masks we're, we're recommending sometimes to wear over the N95 to protect them and, and prevent them from getting soiled. We're also uh. recommending the surgical masks um, when you're just out and about. So those are the ones that you see with the ear loops. I got to ask you two questions about your work. Uh, you know, for, for those of us who are novices and I never wore a mask until, you know, a week ago, uh, it, it seems really cumbersome and difficult to, to you know, <laughs> to, 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 to go through the day normally. Is that something you just get used to? Um, normally, we're not wearing these on, you know, a 24-7 basis. Um, but, you know, as nurses and in general in the medical professional, we try to adapt and, and change with whatever guidelines are coming out. So we, we kind of, um, you know, as, as a profession, that's our, our nature is to make do with what we got. So, um, I mean, our recommendation is to, you know, take breaks as much as possible um, and do mm. it safely in, in a place that's not with other people. Um, and so you do get an opportunity. So you do get an opportunity to take the mask off once in a while. Absolutely. Um, and it's very important that we do take breaks during our shifts. I mean, there are nurses who are working, you know, extenuating circumstances with long hours. But we are, you know, the hospitals are still recommending that we take breaks, take them off, you know, use the facilities, eat, drink. Those are right. still important things in our daily life. Are you, are you, Mara McCrossan is with us, treasurer mm-hmm. of the OJNA. Are you uh, in a specific hospital now or in a home situation? What's your specific situation right now? Um, yes, yeah, so I'm a nurse practitioner. I work out all the way in the Stony Brook Hospital um, in a neurosurgical ICU setting. Is, is Stony Brook going through a tremendous rush of patients over the last week? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Stony Brook itself is... Um, but they're considering the epicenter in Suffolk County, um, and they've created a, um, a field hospital that they are staffing with volunteers from New York State. Um, we and, have ever-growing numbers over there as well. And the, the impression is, and, and I'm not holding you to this, and I know everything is strictly anecdotal, but I'm just curious. The impression is that in certain hotspot areas, the last couple of days, let's say the last 48 hours, were a drop better in terms of patient traffic. Would you agree with that, or nothing's let up at this point? Um, I tend not to look at the the numbers themselves and kind of go with what the nurses on the front lines are saying. And from my my colleagues and and friends, um, I mean, it, the situation is is still 
pretty bad out there. So, ye- so, so yesterday was just as as bad traffic wise as it was, you know, one day last week. Um, I, I mean, I don't have the exact numbers. Yeah, so no, I but I don't, I don't, really I don't mean, <laughs> I don't mean numbers. I'm just saying in terms of general feeling. Oh. Just you know, I, uh, I think the situation itself is just really difficult to 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 deal with as you know, as a nurse on the front line, because right. whether or not traffic is bad, the, the patients are, are are sick. And is and your we, is your shift similar time wise to a normal shift, or are you asked to be there longer? Um, right now, my I'm still doing my regular twelve hour shift as are most nurses in the New York New York area. And that and that's usually three 12-hour shifts a week? Yes, correct. And uh, are there a lot of nurses that are putting in extra time aside from those? I know that there are nurses who have volunteered for overtime. Um, some hospitals, like myself, are trying to limit exposure. Right. Um, so, so we've actually restricted um, overtime, even though there's a need for um, providers on the front lines. Um, and that's mostly so to prevent us from getting sick, so that way we're still here to um, to, take, to take care of the patients. By the way, Mara, every co- a category that I mentioned earlier, uh, nurses, nurse practitioners, doctors, moils, dentists, OTs and PTs, funeral directors, Hevra Kadisha, every one of these categories is putting their lives at risk. Every one of these people. You know, I, you know, I and many others, thank God, thank God, you know, have the luxury during this crisis to isolate ourselves as much as we, we're, as much as we think we need to. And you don't have that luxury, and and you're you're literally out there on the front lines along with every category I just mentioned, just to continue the services that all of you provide. And I think all of us have to keep that in mind. And I I don't mean to strike fear in you, God forbid, but I'm sure that this comes across uh, your mind every time you leave the hospital that you're praying you're not you're not walking home with that virus. Absolutely, I think it crosses all of our minds that we're out there on the front lines and and exposing ourselves um, and. Unfortunately, it's part of the job, but at the same time, those who go into this field already know that they're putting right. themselves at higher risk than most. Do you know? So a, do you know a lot? Of, do you know a lot of nurses who are sick, or thank God, very few? How would you put it? Me personally, I don't know of anyone who has gotten sick that are that have been critical. Um, right. Most I know have been uh, who have gotten sick have been mild to moderate symptoms and have recovered thus far. Um, I can't speak for others. I know that there are others out there who have um, close friends and colleagues who are sick and who have passed away. To donate, everybody, to donate, jewishnurses.org. And by the way, there are probably a lot of Jewish nurses out there who don't even know you guys exist. This is a good opportunity for them to to get involved with the organization. And I can only imagine Uh, uh, it's only to their benefit to do so, right? Absolutely. Um, You know, we we try and, and get the word out as much as we can. You know, that can only go so far at times, but we're grateful that you've brought us on so that way we can at least, you know, let people know that we're out there and that we're here to support um, any Jewish nurse, honestly. <laughs> JewishNurses.org slash COVID-19. JewishNurses.org slash COVID-19. And while we're encouraging people to give to different uh, uh, different fundraising efforts over the last few weeks, as we've been doing, and that's our role here, um, we basically, we basically, to the chagrin of many in this office, we, we ignore our own fundraising campaign and we ask people to give to others. In this case, if you want to literally give money to OJNA so they can give masks to all the people that we've just mentioned, all the categories of people who are in desperate need for masks right now, jewishnurses.org slash COVID-19, jewishnurses.org slash covid dash. 19. And Mara, as you said, you know, do the math. If someone gives you 50 bucks, you have 
You have five masks, good masks, that you could distribute to people on the front line. Simple as that. Yes, absolutely. And we thank you so much for supporting us and for, like you said, foregoing your own fundraising to help fundraise for <laughs> us and help, help give out masks to people who really do need it. I, I got to tell you, I mean, unfortunately, there have been times I've been in hospitals as a patient. I got to tell you, uh, when when you have a competent, efficient, caring, friendly nurse, 99% of your hospital visit is positive. And I know that you know that because I know you know the nurses or the people on the front lines of hospitals, but I think, I think sometimes even people like yourself have to be reminded of that. Um, when, when, when you have a competent, efficient, friendly, uh, attentive nurse, 99% of your hospital visit is, uh, is, uh, you know, positive. And I think that that's, you know, I leave the other 1% to, you know, when they tell you, when they, when they tell you you have to stay another day and stuff like that, you know, (laughs) and and even despite that, we try and be as attentive as possible. (laughs) That's true. It just, sometimes you don't always hear the news from the doctor you want to hear. It's as simple as that. Uh, but, but anyway, uh, so, so I thank you and all the patients. Thank you. And everybody who's really, really praying for the recovery of uh, friends and loved ones and who know that you are uh, essential, you and the group, everybody, the thousands that you're, that you're with, are essential in taking care of them. All we could say is God bless you, stay healthy, and we will continue to remind people how vital a role you're playing. And I take this opportunity to wish you a happy and healthy Pesach and to please convey that message to everybody you work with. Thank you again for having us on, and we wish you a happy Pesach as well. And, and again, all I could say is thank you and um, and all the best. Thank you. Mara McCrossan is a treasurer of the uh, Orthodox Jewish Nurses Association. Give them a few bucks, folks. I know there's a million people that need a lot of help, and we're trying to feed the poor, and we're trying to distribute our money all around the world. Believe me, and money's very tight for everybody right now. Believe me, but as someone who fundraises to keep us going here, I am now encouraging you on Erev Pesach to give to the nurses so they have what they need to help save our friends and family. Uh, JewishNurses.org slash COVID-19. JewishNurses.org slash COVID-19. 16 minutes after 8 o'clock, JM in the AM on a Monday. We're on Facebook Live, courtesy of our friends at World Mizrahi and their virtual Beit Midrash. Go to facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. Our Siam, Rabbi Goldwasser, has declared that our Siam will be Wednesday at 745. Our Siam will be Wednesday at 745 uh, a.m. Eastern Time. And I remind you that uh, this portion of the Nahum Siegel Network programming is brought to you by our friends at uh, Abel's and Hyman. Their kosher hot dog, sausage, and deli is the world's best, serving the kosher world since 1954 and available at better kosher supermarkets nationwide. And by the way, not only are they serving the kosher community, but the kosher Le Pesach community since 1954. Try A&H today in special regards to our friend Seth Levitt. Um, I want to mention something else. Uh, what was it that I wanted to mention? Oh, yeah, a big, big shout-out to our friends at ArtScroll who've done so much to help people get through the situation. I remind you, when you go to ArtScroll and place your order, always use promo code RADIO. Always use promo code RADIO. Someone alerted me to a new – I want to see if it's up on the website. Uh, yeah, free Pesach download, how to kosher your kitchen. Free Pesach download, how to kosher your kitchen. 
How amazing is that? Um, now oh, they have so much stuff. It's amazing. Anyway, go to artscroll.com, artscroll.com. Always use promo code radio. You never know what, what bargains you're going to get, uh, by doing that. Um, you know, we did this earlier, about two hours ago, we did this song. <laughs> so much has happened in the last two hours. Uh, but it's such a great song for, for this theme of, uh, Paro was defeated. And now we look forward to the defeat of the coronavirus thousands of years later. Um, did I check the wrong one? Uh, here we go. It's Simcha Liner at JM in the AM. The virus that causes coronavirus is spreading in some of our This disease, also known as COVID-19, is thought to spread mainly from person to person through respiratory problems. <laughs>
I've once more come alive In a show where Tyra and Tefila thrive Three days a week I'm on display My words are read out loud Which fills my heart with joy And makes me proud But now again I cry out in despair What happened to the precious sounds of prayer Where are the lively sessions of vibrant tire sparks I wonder from the silence and the dark How I miss the rabbi holding me so tight and lechad ideas refrain on Friday night I so hope to hear those voices yearning for Hashem and that they miss me as much as I miss them judgments always fair and the yid can speak to you from anywhere but my heart is aching for their tefillah and their song please return them to the place where they belong from deep within we beg the one Protect from harm the children that you love So that they may stand side by side And turn their hearts to you Their faith and hope renewed So that they may stand side by side For all eternity Perfect unity. A.B. Rottenberg and Baruch Levine together on a song that... Uh was redone. Um, it was the place where I belong, about a safer Torah that was done in the 1980s, and now it's the place where they belong. The Torah's perspective about where the Jewish people belong. Right now, 
right now, as dictated by God and as dictated by halacha, we belong in our homes. Um, but keep that in mind. I'm not minimizing that we all want to get back to shul. Believe me, we do. And the Torah pines for us, and we pine for the uh, for the Torah and the Aaron Kodesh. But right now, excuse me. But right now, we are we where we belong because we are following. We are following what the government is telling us for our own good in terms of health, and at the same time, following the guidelines of halacha. So right now, the place where they belong is in is in our homes, and hopefully, 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 once these uh, circumstances ease up. We will, in fact, be in the place where we belong truly, and that is in our synagogues. JM in the AM, Monday morning broadcast. Um, I'm trying to think what song they're thinking of. Oh, Navar. Yeah, Navar is probably my theme song. Yes. Listen to Rebecca. <laughs> Listen to Rebecca says that... Um, for Hurricane Sandy, we had the theme song from Eighth Day. Um, and uh, after the hurricane in Houston and et cetera. But now the song for the, the for the coronavirus is Na'avar. Avarnu et paro, Na'avar gameze. That's the song that we have now declared to be the official song of, um, of coronavirus. Avarnu et paro, Na'avar gameze with the help of the one above. I mentioned that, uh, and I, I, I asked this um, to Mara when she was on from the Orthodox Jewish Nurses Association. Uh, the, for, from those on the front lines, it, you know, Hatzalah members, etc. it sounded like, it sounded like, it felt like, and it might just be because the prior days were so overwhelming, it sounded like this uh, Shabbos and Sunday were a drop better in terms of calls uh, for coronavirus uh, symptoms. It sounded a drop better. I know it's anecdotal, but all I'm saying is I hope and praise we get closer to Yuntif than, in fact, that feeling pervades and that, uh, in reality, uh, less and less people have to go to the hospital. Please, God, I know that plenty are still suffering, and I know that we are praying for Rafur Shlema, for those who are ill, and I know that we have tremendous sympathy, sympathy and compassion for those who've lost loved ones. It is uh, a terrible situation, and many, many people, the majority of people, would prefer to uh, be in a situation where they can uh, sit shiva uh, the way we normally sit shiva. And obviously that's not you know the case right now. So um, with all that in mind, we're hoping and praying that things are getting a little bit better. Please, God. We're on Facebook Live, facebook.com slash Nachum Siegel Network. You can check us out courtesy of World Mizrahi, facebook.com. Slash Nachum Siegel Network. The Seum, Rabbi Goldwasser has announced that the Seum will be on uh, Wednesday at 7.45 a.m. Wednesday at 7.45 a.m. for the Seum. Uh, we're doing a lot of fundraising today. We spoke about the Orthodox Jewish Nurses Association. They need masks right here in the New York, New Jersey area. They need masks. Go to uh, jewishnurses.org, jewishnurses.org. We spoke about Yad Sarah. We're in the middle of their big campaign. Tomorrow, in fact, uh, Aaron Frankel, I think it's the first time we've had a matcher on the air. Aaron Frankel, uh, who's actually going to be matching every uh, dollar and shekel raised for Yad Sarah, um, uh, he's going to be with us tomorrow. You can go right now to charity.com slash Yad Sarah, charity.com slash Yad Sarah. And as I mentioned earlier, remember, a lot of people in this audience, 
when they've traveled to Israel, if you've been lent crutches and walkers and bathroom equipment and canes, chances are it came from Yad Sarah. So now as they look for ventilators to help people in Israel live, uh, we can give a little bit to their campaign. Charity.com slash Yad Sarah. Charity.com slash Yad Sarah. And Yaichi Hertzgaz is going to join us. We spoke about Italy last week, and we gave you the information about supporting uh, the folks in Italy in our community. Uh, today he's going to speak with us about Hungary um, and what's going on in Hungary in the Jewish community. He'll join us about 10 minutes from now here at JM and the AM. So lots going on. We have a <laughs> – we. I've been criticized for abandoning our own fundraising effort, which always goes on this time of year, uh, as we continue to feature people who need immediate funds right this moment. Um, so please make this effort worthwhile. Continue to give to the worthy causes that we are recommending. And those of you who do want to support us, and I thank you, because we got to keep going. Those of you who do want to support us, fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org, and I thank you. Here's Shalshelis Jr.,
JM in the AM. We said we were going to wait until um, Wednesday to play Tal by the great Yesler Rosenblatt, but knowing that uh, Yoichi Herzog, who was a personal friend of one of um, Yesler Rosenblatt's uh, children, would be with us live via telephone, I said we have to put him in the right mood and uh, make sure to play Tal from the great Yesler. We are helping to raise money for people around the world today, as is usually the case on JM and the AM. Um, Yad Sara has their charity campaign going on now, charity.com slash Yad Sara. Give as generously as possible, and a lot of people in this audience have used Yad Sara to your benefit when you've been in Israel and you've needed a cane or you've needed a walker or bathroom equipment or uh, crutches. A lot of times, if not always, they come from Yad Sara. Now they're desperate need for ventilators and respirators for COVID-19 patients. Uh, then after that, we spoke to Mara McCrossan of the Orthodox Jewish Nurses Association. They need masks. They need masks. Go to jewishnurses.org slash COVID-19. jewishnurses.org slash COVID-19. And then Yaichi, who's uh, been such a great friend over all these uh, decades and is on the front lines of Chesed at the Kedem uh, Wine Corporation, of course, uh, the Food Corporation, uh, etc., um, he has uh, uh, alerted us to a special fund. Last week we spoke about a fund to help the Jews in Italy. This week we're speaking about a special fund to help the Jews in Hungary. Yeichen and Herzog, welcome back to JM in the AM. <coughs> Thank you, Nachum. I have a little bit of a cough, like most people. Thank you, Nachum. Good morning, good morning. <coughs> just a little, a little bright spot. I just got off the phone with a big... Saw the coordinator here in Muncie, and he told me that the calls over the last 24 hours are way, way, way down. Baruch Hashem. So as, as sad as it is, and we've lost so many special people, young, old, <clears throat> every aspect of Jewish life. But Baruch Hashem, there's light. The Yom Pesach coming. I just spoke to him literally yeah. 20 minutes ago, and he says the calls are way, way down in Muncie. Hopefully that's the same for all over Fahino Israel. Well, we've heard uh, from different, after Shabbos, we heard from different neighborhoods, um, uh, Lakewood, Brooklyn, Muncie, etc. And the feeling was, anecdotally, uh, that the calls were down and that uh, the, the calls for people in desperate need of a hospital because of COVID-19 was down. I hope that's a fact. Uh, the, the nurses could not confirm that earlier. They're still feeling the brunt of it, of course. And uh, we do know people in our community who are still, unfortunately, getting sick. By the way, those those of us who are nervous, Yaichi, uh, I know for a fact you've been isolated for almost three weeks. So people people should 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 uh, should uh, assume that you really just have a cold. Thank God. <clears throat> yeah, I've been in isolation, but we have our mother-in-law here, <clears throat> and this is what the Rabbanim are telling us. This is what the doctors are telling us, and we have to listen. I. I almost haven't gone out of my house in three weeks. I have my Nachum Siegel show to listen and put it in the Pesach kitchen. My wife enjoys the music. I have my shiurim. I have my computer, and I have my phone, and I have my sanity. And that's what that's what Baruch Hashem will is, and that's what we're doing. All right. Uh, before we talk about Budapest, tell me, give me a minute on all because you're on the front lines of Chesed. In fact, by the way, yesterday I'm watching a news story. About a food bank in Colorado? 
mm-hmm. and, and how volunteers are coming out to help. And there's a pallet of Kedem grape mm-hmm. juice <laughs> in a regular food <laughs> bank in Colorado. <laughs> Listen, Hashem, because we're one of the leaders in the food and wine company, and we have an Achrayas responsibility to help. We're always very active, as you know, in all causes for Kimcha de Pischa, for the needs of our brethren who can't afford it. This year, obviously, the demands and the numbers are huge. And we've put aside, Boch Hashem, David has been good to us. And we've put aside big, big numbers to Jewish organizations, literally, like you say, in Colorado and in Utah. We travel all over. Kedem is all over, so it's our way to give back to the community. Now, we've given thousands of cases of grape juice and wine right. and monetary donations and you've, to and you've also, organizations and, all over America, and, Europe, and, you've and, also, uh, and, and Israel. And you've also reminded us that there were non-Jews who were so vital uh, in the history of your family that if a food bank, a general food bank, would contact you for a donation, you would send it immediately. And I think that that's important for our listeners to hear. Obviously, you're supporting incredible Jewish mm-hmm. causes around the world, and now you really are supporting vital causes. But you don't say no to anybody, and I think it's important to point that out. <clears throat> that's true. That's true. We say no to nobody. We don't know how to say no. Baruch Hashem, there probably isn't an hour between Morty and myself that we don't get <clears throat> phone calls or emails from organizations or from or from new new orphans never new orphans they need That's wine right. and grape juice and we just keep on and, and a big shout out to our warehouse workers, our bottling line, people who are literally uh, facing danger every day. They come in obviously properly dressed with masks and everything because the trucks have to go and we're shipping trucks out every day from Royal Wine and from Keiko and Kedem. To all communities all over the world, it's Pesach, and we have to be there for that. It certainly is. All right, um, tell us about Budapest. Tell us about Hungary. Obviously, there are a lot of people in this audience with connections uh, to both the current and the historical uh, country of Hungary. Tell us what's going on right now in the Jewish community of Budapest. As, as a, excuse me, as a child, Holocaust survivors. Obviously, we go over all the time to Hungary, to Slovakia. <clears throat> to Poland. Everybody goes where their roots are. My parents are from Hungary, so we're very involved with the community. And we, go, <clears throat> we go there a lot. And in Hungary, you won't believe the numbers, Nachum, there are still 80,000 Jewish people today living in Hungary. Wow. <clears throat> and in Budapest, there's approximately 60,000 Jews. And there's a very, very special man, Rabdovit Kelety, a lot of your listeners, I'm sure, have met him. Yep. His mama Shatzadik lives in Yerushalayim and in Budapest, and every month, two weeks out of the year, he's in Budapest doing Kiruv. He has approximately 100 families that he was Makarov, and he learns with them, and he finds them jobs, and takes them to schools. Beautiful city, Budapest. And unfortunately, this year, he's stuck in, in, in uh, isolation in Yerushalayim, and he has 60 families counting on him, every year to do the Seder. A lot of them don't even know how to do a Seder, and they're all stuck in their houses, so he begged me to help him. So obviously we sent him our own check, we sent him grape juice, we sent him wine to be able to do the Seder, but he'd like to give for every one of his families there five, $600 in time for Pesach. So 
they can make peace. You know, I was thinking, you know, what right do I have to talk about Jews in Hungary? And you know what it is? Obviously, obviously, I need Irchul Kaidmin. You know, you got to give your locals, you know, the Jews in America, yep. obviously. And then the Jews in Israel, like many, many of the Rishonim say, that giving uh, poor people in Israel has also a din of Ani Right. But then you have communities like Hungary and like in, in Poland. Uh, I spoke to a Chabad Shliach in Slovakia, Pishani, you know, poor guy. And he's there with 30, 40 families. And I consider this a mace mitzvah. This is like a mace mitzvah tzedakah. Yes, you give your big checks to America and Israel, but find some money for our brethren in Hungary, especially Budapest. And I know many of his members, wonderful, wonderful people who are, who are mekurev through him. Uh, to Yiddishkeit, and they want to do a Seder Nebuch, and they, they barely have uh, bread to eat. And now Pesach is coming. They need a few shekels, a few dollars. Um, it's very simple, everybody. It really is. And I'm gonna, what I'm going to do is, instead of giving the big website that you'd have to search through in order to get everything, let me give you the easiest way to do this. Go to lativ.hu, L-A-T-I-V dot H-U, and press on English. When you do that, you will see on your page the Chesed Fund for our dear brothers and sisters in Budapest. It's as simple as that. Go to Lativ. The only hard part is making sure to go to the right website, but it's pretty easy. L-A-T-I-V, Lativ, dot H-U. L-A-T-I-V, dot H-U. And press on English. You'll see there are a variety of languages. It's very simple to find. It's right there on the top. You'll see all the languages up there. There's also an Ivrit one if you want to see it in Hebrew. Uh, press on English, and then you'll see immediately a box on the right side of the page. It says, the Chesed Fund, donate for our dear brothers and sisters in Budapest. One more time, go to lativ.hu, L-A-T-I-V.hu. Um, pr- press on the word English, which you'll see there on the top, and you'll be- immediately see a box, a green box, that says the Chesed Fund, Pesach food for our dear brothers and sisters in Budapest. And uh, Yoichi Herzog is with us from Kedem uh, via telephone from his uh, secure home uh, up in Rockland County. And the number of times we that, that this can be replicated, the number of chesed funds that you have uh, contact with around Europe and around the world is is endless. Because you're not only hearing from Europe, you're hearing from people in Russia, you're hearing people in South America. I'm assuming you're hearing people in South Africa. And that's addition to North America and Israel, as you said. So there are a lot of people in need, but this has a special place in your heart, Yaichi, because of the history uh, that Hungary has for you and for the entire Jewish world. Correct, <clears throat> correct. So many, so many of your listeners yeah. are from Hungarian uh, de- uh, descent, for sure. and you know you have a little feeling, a little. And and Pesach, what's Pesach all about? It's all about the history. All about uh, Hashem took us out from Israel. Hashem took us out. Took us out. Yes, and he took us out from Slovakia, and he took us out from Hungary. We're living in America, beautiful homes. But a lot of our brothers and sisters and cousins and family and the Jewish people, all one big family, are still in Hungary. You know, in, in the little town where we come from, in Verbove, Slovakia, there's two Jewish families left. And guess what? My father's in touch with them. One of them lives in Prague now. He's a Balchuve, who my father was Makarev. He's originally from Slovakia, and he's, an, he's a Yiddish and a Shomer. So my father made arrangements for him to have wine and matzahs. He's locked up in his apartment in Prague, and his mother, Zain Gesund, lives in Pishani. 
She no longer lives in Verbau. But these are, you know, Yiddish and the Shambas spread out all over the world. And, and being that Abish is good to us, and American Jews, we have an achrayas to help those who are not so fortunate. By the way, um, we should mention, you know, Rabbi Kanelsky was on. He always is on to give us words of inspiration at the beginning of Nisan. And um, he mentioned that this year, you know, we're all pained that we can't invite and we can't have guests and relatives. But he said that the, that, that the real from the, you know, if you look at the core of it, is to make sure everybody has what they need for Pesach. That's what we mean when we say we want to make sure, whether it's at our table or not, that you have the wine and matzah and the, and the chicken that you need uh, for Pesach. And, and this year, you always do it. You and your company and your chevra always do it. But now this year, it's the only way to fulfill it. So you're really fulfilling it to the lechatchila, to say the least. You're now doing kol dichvin yesev yechol lechatchila in terms of the uh, the mitzvah of inviting and making sure people have food for Pesach. Sure, and it's our responsibility, and we take it very serious. And Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, we have this chus to be able to give um, matzahs, matzahs, uh, wine and grape juice to thousands of unfortunate people all over the world, and we, we enjoy doing it. And we and we feel the obligation to do it, and Hashem should should help to we should all of us should only be on the giving side and not on the taking side. Amen. Uh, Lativ.hu, L-A-T-I-V dot H-U. Press on English, and you'll see right away the Chesed Fund. L-A-T-I-V dot H-U, a way to support uh, our brethren in Hungary during uh, this pre-Pesach time. L-A-T-I-V. Dot H-U. Just press on the button at the top that says English. Yoichi, finally, a lot of, a lot if not all, of the Koso Chaleliyahu are going to be filled with your wine. <clears throat> it's a shame. I think Eliyahu Hanovi knows us by now because he's, <laughs> he's tasted a lot of our wines throughout this. You know, we're, we're nine generations in the wine business, so <clears throat> I'm sure that he's tasted a lot of our wines from California, from Israel, from this. They might even have tasted Bartonura. You never know. Do you think that do, do you think that Eliyahu Hanavi has tasted more of your wines than Jay Bookspam? Do you think at this point that's the case? Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. Eliyahu Hanavi. And you know the famous the famous Hassan Sofer that says that when Mashiach will come, we're gonna because there's another two words besides the four famous words. Well, Tzaisi, Vitalti, Vigalti, Valarkakti, and that's why I use four cups. Hey, and the Hevesi is a Yarnovi. There's also one when the Sosi, but the Chsam Sofer says, the Mashiach will come, we're probably going to use six cups of wine for the six uh, different languages of redemption that they're able to use in the Torah. So, so we have a lot of wine in the warehouse still left, and the Mashiach comes, just email us or text us, and we'll have the extra two cups of wine waiting for you. And all of your listeners in Hashem. I love it. Uh, Yaichi, we bless you and everybody at uh, Kedem uh, for all you do for us worldwide and for bringing this and so many great chasadim to our attention. I hope our listeners uh, take you up on the offer to partner with them in helping the Jews of Budapest. Go to LATIV.HU, LATIV.HU. Press on English and you will see the Chesed Fund uh, pop up immediately for you to give uh, to support uh, our brethren in Hungary. And I take this opportunity to wish you and your family a chag kosher v'sameach. Stay healthy. And, uh, and and on Wednesday, make sure to listen between 8.30 and 9 o'clock because, again, you'll have an opportunity to hear the great Yesela's 
Tal, which uh, we wish we were all together Thursday in Shul to hear, but in this time around, we're going to have to we're going to have to be sufficient with his Tal this coming Erev Yantif. Amen, Amen, Nachum, and Chakoshev Sameach to you, Stacy, entire family, the new young couple, the new the new husband, and the whole of Klal Yisrael. Everyone should have a beautiful, beautiful Chakoshev Sameach, and we should be zoche to be in Yerushalayim. And we really have to, you know. Think what we're saying. We say we say Yerushalayim. We got to really believe it this year. Hundred percent. We should be in Yerushalayim together with Klal Yisrael. Them here by Amenu. Amen. Thank you, Yechonan. Thank you so much. Lativ.hu, L-A-T-I-V.hu. And again, it's um, uh, it's all you got to do when you get there is press on English, and you'll see the fun pop up immediately. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. with your favorite America's one and only Jewish. Moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners sponsored digital radio around the world. The web at NahumSingle.com and the NahumSingle Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Well, there are a lot of funds that we want to help today. Don't forget Yadzara Charity.com slash Yadzara Charity.com slash Yadzara. Don't forget our Jewish nurses, JewishNurses.org slash COVID nineteen, JewishNurses.org slash COVID dash nineteen, and our friends and um, and family in uh, that's right because all of our brothers and sisters are our family. In Budapest, Hungary, lativ.hu, press on the English tab. L-A-T-I-V.hu, press on the English tab. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much. Don't forget that uh, Rabbi Goldwasser has announced that the um, that the Seum will be at 745 on Wednesday. The Seum will be 745 on Wednesday. Keep that in mind. That's going to be very helpful to a lot of people this year. And don't forget Kiddush Levana. A lot of people, I'm sure, have forgotten about Kiddush Levana because of the situation. Tuesday evening, tomorrow evening, is the last time to say Kiddush Levana. Keep that in mind. Uh, Mayor Weingarten is next with the Israel Show and plenty more. Thanks so much for tuning in. Until tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.